Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Hola y bienvenidos al Esposito Ocho de Cartucho Club. I'm player one, the only remaining unmarried member of the Cartridge Bros. We're coming to you live today from the golden shores of Majestic Colonial, where my dashing younger brother has just wed a love of his life. Actually, that's not true. We're leaving in three days for Punta Cana. But tonight, we're joined by three amazing guests to talk about this month's game. Coming to us all the way from the fourth rock from the sun, we are thrilled to have back Kevin from Buried on Mars. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I've uh, been on episode two, episode four, and here I am on episode eight. So, can't oh. wait to be back for episode 16. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I never noticed that trend. I, I've been keeping tabs, man, keeping track. <laughs> but, you know, I've been on so many episodes, and I feel as if I need no introduction. So, if you really want to know more about me, just go back to episode two, where I ramble on about Half-Life and a little game called, well... We'll get to it later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent introduction. Well done. Next, we have possibly the best beard in gaming, Mr. Jay Dubious. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you, P1. How's it going? Pretty good. Yourself? <clears throat> good, good. So, yeah, I guess a uh, quick rundown on uh, how I got into gaming. I've been playing games since 88. Uh, I uh, got my first console in 89 uh, with uh, the NES uh, with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And I've been doing the YouTube thing for about a year now. Excellent. Why don't you tell us about your channel? Um, yeah, I uh, do mostly just game reviews. I tried doing Let's Plays, but nobody watched them. Um, <laughs> uh, and I do some modern games as well. You, and then uh, I, I guess I also it? do a lot of reviews of entire game series as well. Yeah, so I was going to just mention that. You, we, uh, we both are big fans of your, your most recent video there, the Mario Kart retrospective. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was, uh, really, very yeah, well that was great. So anybody who hasn't seen it, I definitely recommend checking out Dubious Gaming on YouTube and uh, watch that Mario Kart retrospective and you will be hooked. And lastly, we are pleased to welcome first-time clubber Chris NES Complex. Thanks for joining us tonight, Chris. Thank you for having me on your awesome show. And it's uh, good to be on here with four awesome gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. Um, Excellent. So what do I, I say things about myself or my, <laughs> my cohorts? You can say things about yourself, about your own podcast, about your channel, about your friends. You okay. can tell us what you had for lunch, if you like. Um, yeah, I, I just ate from a farmer boys some eggs and hash browns and steak and biscuits and gravy, and I'm feeling very gaseous now. Um, I do need. I want to. I have to. Uh, you know, when Vintage was on your show, uh, I think the fourth episode, he he talked he talked about me. So I, I guess I should say something about him. <laughs> Um, he, he talks about himself so well, though. Well, he's very, he's very um, egocentric. And he, he does believe that the, the Earth or Mars revolves around him. Uh, but, but I still love the guy like a brother, like the brother that you don't like a lot. Um, but I, I, just say, I want to say, like, mostly just about our podcast. We host the Retro Rejects podcast, and it is well, like the highlight of my month every time. Just to sit and talk to him, 
And honestly, we don't talk other than that show. We, we kind of just don't get along. He's really <laughs> grumpy. You can probably sense that from him, right? He's a grumpy kind of guy. He's like, Definitely gives out that vibe. He's like a 65-year-old trapped in a 35-year-old's body. He really is. Dentist. He reminds me a lot of a Sesame Street character, but I can't quite figure out which one. He sounds like the um, – there's that show, The Regular Show. Mm-hmm. And there's a character on there. Mordecai, I think. Mordecai. He yeah. sounds just like him. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and then I have my regular channel, NES Complex, and I've not been very active you know, over the past year due to life circumstances. I think I've only put up like three videos in the last year. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I have things in the works. I just don't get around to doing them. I am going to Chicago, though, soon to visit Greg, and we're going to do a sequel to the old game Look Force along with a, another secret parody that I'm really excited about doing. Well, we are very excited to have all three of you here, and I know my brother is very eagerly anticipating announcing what this month's game is, <laughs> so I'm going to turn things over to the soon-to-be-happily-married Player 2. Yeah, well, as you guys probably all know, this month we've been playing Super Metroid, which was released, I believe, in 1994 on the SNES. And it's the third in the Metroid series. And, uh, I mean, I played this actually back when it came out originally. And I remember being blown away because the plot actually picks up right at the end of Metroid 2, which was on the Game Boy. And when I was younger, just the fact that it started up right after Metroid 2 and I had just beaten it, it blew me away. And I remember to this day about how much that impacted me. Because back then there wasn't really that much continuity in between games. So that's just something I remember from when I played it back in the day. So I'm just curious if you guys played it. Kevin, did you play it back in the day, or was this your first time through it? All right. Well, it depends on what you mean from uh, what you mean by back in the day. Uh, I watched my friend uh, play the game back in the day. Uh, he rented it, and I sat beside him, and I watched him play Super Metroid. And I absolutely loved the game. And he kept turning to me and asked me if I wanted to play it. But I was too, I was too scared. I mean, the game <laughs> was just so uh, dark. Uh, yeah. compared to anything else I've played on a console before. I mean, I played Wolfenstein and Doom, but this game really freaked me out. And uh, I think it was because it was a, um, a 2D platformer, and I wasn't really very good at 2D platformers. Um, so I didn't really want to mess Samus up too much. Uh, <laughs> but it was a game that I, I stuck in my head, and I said, when I get a Super Nintendo, I am going to get uh, Super Metroid. And it wasn't until around 98 when I was out on my own and I didn't have a lot of money. I was just out of college, and I couldn't afford a PlayStation. I couldn't afford a uh, Nintendo 64. And I bought a Super Nintendo from a friend uh, for $30. And I made sure to get Super Metroid. And it's one of those classic you know, stories. I didn't have much money. I only had enough money for this one game. And it was the game that I played over and over again. And wow. I, just, I just loved it, and it stuck with me. And it really uh, changed... Uh, my perspective of games and what games can do, you know, before uh, games were always, uh, you know, get from point A and go to point B. And, you know, sure, there was stuff like um, uh, Zelda and a lot of RPGs out there that you could go all over the place. But this, it was different because it blended genres. It was a 2D platformer. And, uh, you know, it just, I'd never seen a 2D platformer do that before. And I think that's why the game has stuck with me. And why I compare almost every game that I've played since to Super Metroid. Wow, that's quite a tale. Yeah. yeah it just goes to show how much, you know, 
re- the reputation that this game has that it can stay true all these years gone by now. And it's so funny to think that back then you bought a Super Nintendo because it was cheaper than the other two, but now yeah. going back to buy the retro consoles, those other two, you know, oh. time doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, at the time, and I'm kicking myself too because at the time I would go. Uh, to the flea market where I was living, there was a flea market right uh, around the corner. And, you know, they had games, they had NES games, they had Super Nintendo games for five, ten bucks, depending on what it was. And I would go in, I would buy them, uh, and I would play them, and then I'd bring them back for a dollar or two (laughs) dollars and put them towards getting, you know, more games. Because I didn't have, you know, without that, I couldn't get any more games. Or I'd rent them. I had a rental store, too. Uh, that had games for 99 cents that you could rent. Uh, but all those games that I had, I'm kicking myself now, you know, <laughs> wishing I kept. Only we uh, go back and warn our younger selves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, how about you there, J-Dubs? Did you uh, play it originally back in the day, or was this your first time? Uh, no, no, I played it through, um, around, like, through, I played it when it came out, and then I played it a bunch of times up until about 1999. So this is, I think, the first time I played it in about 15 years. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power. I was never really a Metroid fan before. I always kind of thought it was just a, a kind of a clunky, crappy Mega Man clone when I, <laughs> when I first played him. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it looked really cool in the Nintendo Power, rented it. And then um, I actually went on Christmas vacation over to Omaha to see my cousins, and I ended up spending the whole time just beating the game. Wow. Wow. Yeah, everybody seems to have, can remember the first time playing through this game. <laughs> just something about it. Now, um, let's jump over to P1. P1, do you remember playing this back in the day? I certainly do. It, uh, <laughs> Super Metroid was awesome. I loved it. Uh, we, I remember actually we played it together with uh, our mother, mostly. Yeah. Um, I remember playing the first Metroid, and I remember being very excited for Super Metroid. I never played the Game Boy one. I think you probably did. I did. Um, I just, I don't know, I just it felt... I'm glad we played it together as a family because I don't think the psyche of, you know, preteen me could have handled how alone you feel on that planet. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty yeah. deep. Yeah, that's all I have to say, though, because I know uh, you want to ask somebody else if they've played it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure our last guest has never played it, so we'll revert to find out. Uh, Mr. NES Complex, do you remember your first time playing through Super Metroid, or was this your first time? Do I remember my first time? Oh, yes. Who can forget their first time? Everyone remembers their first time. Uh, Actually, though, it's strange because it it actually came out 20 years ago tomorrow. April 18th is the 20th anniversary. But I didn't get it then. In fact, I wasn't even playing video games really for a while. I kind of, I think in my review on uh, YouTube, I sort of made it sound like I rushed out that day and got it. But no, I rushed out as soon as I got it as soon as i decided to play games again that's one of the very first games i got and it was 96 so it was uh nintendo 64 was already out but sort of like um uh, baryon on mars was saying i didn't really have the money for the nintendo 64 and so i went and looked at all these players choice and bargain games and that was like you know right away i got super metroid um but metroid for me it's always been like well when we got a nintendo when i was a kid the third game we got was metroid it was mario that came with it and then we got Zelda, and then we got Metroid. And I have very fond memories of playing Metroid with my brother. And then when Super Met- or, uh, Metroid 2 came out in Game Boy, I got that for my birthday. I played that to death. So Metroid's always been one of my favorite genre or series. And so when I saw Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo was going to come out with Super Metroid, um, well, I 
obviously I was really excited, but you know, that weird hiatus of gaming, I just, you know, forgot about games in general, but I absolutely remember the first time I played it. My, it, my uh, system was still hooked up to the TV in the living room at my parents' house. I was <laughs> in college. Um, I just remember sitting on the floor in the living room, like I was a little kid still, um, <laughs> Just playing it through right away. I think the first time I played it, it was like 12 hours. <laughs> wow. And then I remember the next time it was like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it got faster and faster. I got down to three. And right now I'm not a speed runner with it, but I, I got down to about two hours. And I, I just, you know, I've played it. I don't even know how many times I've played it. Um, for me, it's really just about immersing in the environment and, you know. Jeez, two hours. Love though, that's it. pretty good. I love it. So it's funny that you mentioned that. The It seems like everybody has a hiatus, you know, where they just sort of stop gaming and then come back to it later. And it's amazing the things you can go back and find. So, Oh, yeah. It's pretty nice that that was one of the first ones you went back to. I think that would bring me back to gaming, too. <laughs> so we've all played Super Metroid, and we've all... Um, Oh, throughout the time, gone back and played it again. So this isn't by any means uh, a first for, for any of us this month. So it'll be nice because now we'll be able to talk about things that we found that we didn't know were there. Because there's always new secrets. Uh, I know this month for my brother and I, there was specifically four new secrets mm-hmm. that we uh, we hadn't found before. So um, I'm excited to hear what everybody else has found. But uh, first, we're going to talk about the story of the game for anybody who doesn't know. So, uh, you know, Kevin, why don't you give us a story? So is one of us. I think, I think it's time one of our guests tells, tells about the game. <laughs> well, well, let me see. Samus is a bounty hunter. Um, <laughs> she was on Zeb's. She fought some Metroids. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Man, way to put me on the spot. Sorry, man. I'll, I'll take it for you. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if you gave me time to prepare, no, no worries, man. Like, <laughs> but uh, as Kevin was saying, in the first Metroid, you actually had on. Wait, you're not going to edit that out? No. <laughs> I think that was good enough for the story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, is it Zeebs or is it Zebs? I go with actually, Zebs. Was, yeah, in, uh, I always thought it was Zebs. In, I, I um, go with Zebs because if it was Zebes, it'd be too easy. It's actually neither of those. Oh, <laughs> it's Zebes. Yeah, it's Zebes. If you oh. play Other M, that's how they pronounce it anyway. Oh, if you right. count that's that true. as yeah. canon. Yeah, oh, it's canon. canon. Forget about that, but that's true. <laughs> Zebes. Yeah. I said Zebes growing up, though. But out of all the things that Other M got wrong, yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe the name of an alien race might be one of them. <laughs> it's Maybe. no, it's definitely Zebus. It's uh, derived from the Latin form, Latin word for isolated. And <laughs> all right, so yeah, the original yeah. Metroid things are full of poop. I am full of poop. So the first Metroid takes place on Zebus, which is pretty important because it also comes up later on in Metroid Two. Um, Samus goes to, I believe it's SR eighty eight, three eighty eight, three eighty eight. Thank you, sir. And uh, she's sent there to uh, wipe out the last of the Metroids. Um, at the end of that game, she encounters a young hatchling Metroid who attaches herself to Samus and considers her a mother. And that's how Super uh, Metroid 2 ends. Super Metroid begins with Samus then delivering that Metroid to a research station. Anybody remember the name of that research station? Uh, um, man, I should know uh, this. 
series. Series, thank you, series. And uh, yeah, and then she drops off the Metroid, takes off, and gets a distress signal from series. Goes back to it, finds Ridley there. Ridley steals the Metroid. Ridley returns to Zebes, uh, and <laughs> Samus chases him there, and that's where Super Metroid takes place. Samus lands on uh, Zebes, which you'll quickly recognize from the very first Metroid if you played it, because it starts off where the first Metroid game ends. And as you're going through the reverse passageway from where you fought Mother Rain originally, it's this huge wave of nostalgia. And I'm just wondering, as somebody who played the first one originally, did you? Uh, how did you feel when you ran into that, uh, Chris? Oh, heck yeah, that was huge. Like, that really was one of those moments that sold me on it. Because, yeah, I mean, everything is identical. You're, you're walking, I was just there, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. And, yeah, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know what it would be like to not experience it that way. But to people who haven't played the first one and they just play this first, I think that they lose something there. That's a really good point. Um, actually, uh, Jay Dubious and Kevin, did you guys both play uh, the original Metroid before this? Uh, no, uh, no, I didn't. I, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I rented it, and it was like late 80s when I played it, so I have almost no memories of it. Gotcha. So when you went to play Super Metroid, it was sort of a fresh experience going through that area again. Yeah, pretty much. Well, one you? thing, though, that, that's interesting about that is, yeah, you go through Mother Brain's corridor, but you also go to the very beginning start screen of the original nice. Metroid, and most people have probably at least seen that, you know, for a little that's bit. got frustrated because they died in the first hallway. <laughs> coming down that elevator for the first time that's true yeah I find that return to Zebus is like it adds to the the, the, the fear factor almost because you're like oh wow I was here I already know what's here but where is it because it's not there at first you know you're sort of alone and... well the only thing that confused me is I, I thought the planet blew up after the yeah. first one Why yeah. were you but it definitely blew up after the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure did. Yeah. The uh, yeah, because that's because there is there's a, a self destruct sequence that you have to escape. Yeah. And the only thing because we talked about this uh, a couple of days ago, and the only thing that we can think is maybe just Mother Brain specific. Like Turian. Like, yeah. Yeah, I thought that too. Because Turian doesn't appear in Super Metroid, right? No, not exactly. No. And it's there as the wrecked ship? No, uh, that's just no. the ship that crashed. The Turian is destroyed. That's what you go through in the, the okay. ruins of where Mother that's Brain was. Yeah. But, it, but when you fight Mother Brain again, you're going through sort of a rebuilt Turian. It looks exactly the same otherwise. That's true. They don't the, call, uh, they call, the last know. area is called Turian. Yeah, um, it is. After, it? You, after you go down like where there's that statue and the statue sinks, the area after that is still considered Turian. Right. Um, and I guess we can... Jump to the story being influenced by the Alien franchise. Yeah. Heavily influenced. Yeah. So it is. So. <laughs> it's, it's well, pretty much everything uh, about it. I mean, it's a, she's yep. a woman and she's fending off the evil with just, you know, by herself. Um, Ridley, like Ridley Scott mm -hmm. or Ripley, you know, yep. there's uh, connections there. Um, yep. Even... They didn't deny it. I mean, they said it outright as they were making it that that movie had come out not too long before, and they, you know there was a lot of influence. They enjoyed the movie. It was a huge hit all over the yeah. world. So. And uh, with with Thanks. aliens, the planet they go to is LV four two six. So two letters, three numbers, and for Metroid oh. two, 
It's mm-hmm. these right. are, was it three eight two, three one eight, three something? Three eight eight eight. Yeah. So the connections are huge, and even to the point where, and this might be a spoiler alert: the baby Metroid um, sort of attaching oh, yeah. itself to Samus, because in the Alien movies, um, Ripley actually herself <laughs> gets uh, impregnated with an alien, and so she sort of becomes its mother. That's right. That, Oh yeah, I guess that was around the same time as Aliens. Yeah, it would have had to have been. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know the timing on that though. Yeah, that that would have been after the first Metroid for yeah. sure, but maybe before Super Metroid. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to check. Alien Three was like what ninety ninety three or was it earlier than that? Uh, we all got the internet right here. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I try to block out that movie. It's actually not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not that I hate bad. Ninety two. Ninety two. So oh, that's two years yeah, before. So yeah, I guess, I guess I, so. I guess if it I wasn't mean, standing alone, it wouldn't be so bad. But compared to Alien and Aliens, Aliens Three just doesn't. It really is bad. hard to compare right. anything to those two because oh. the first one was so good, and the second one was a completely different style of movie and still amazing in its own right. So yeah. What I liked about it was it got back to the horror, you know, just one monster and, you know, isolation, no weapons. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That isolation. That is true. Should, uh, alien isolation. That's not a bad name for a game. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would settle for any Metroid isolation. Any, any yeah. good Metroid. Yeah. 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 And you know what? You do feel that isolation on Zebus when you get back there. It's... You know, it's funny to hear so many uh, people talk about it, though. I because I, I I played it when I was in college. I never had a sense of fear, but I got that comment a lot on my video, like how people were scared of it when they were kids. It's just a strange thing to me. I can't even I don't understand it. They do yeah. the the music and the fact that at the beginning of the game you get that you get that story. You know, the little brief. Here's what's happening, and then they drop you on that on that planet. And uh, I read this somewhere. Somebody said this, but it's that's it. You get no more updates till the end of the game. You know what I mean? You, and you right. are all you're, just, you're. That's it. It's you against them, and it's a big planet of them, and you are one tiny little football shoulder pad wearing bounty hunter. <laughs> well, for <laughs> well, me, it, definitely... it was a. For me, it was a little bit of a uh, culture shock too, because I the first time I played it. Well, I didn't really play it. I watched my friend play it. But he was renting a Nintendo game, and I was like, oh, great. Let's sit down and play this Nintendo game. And, you know, I'm used to seeing Mario and Zelda. And he puts this thing in, and I'm like, what is this game? Like, this is <laughs> this is a Nintendo game made by Nintendo? It, uh, it was a bit of a culture shock, you know, to see that on uh, – that kind of game on a Nintendo console. Yeah, that's a fair yeah. point because this was Nintendo. And, and even the opening scene where – that the uh, research station gets decimated mm. by Ridley. I mean, that's pretty graphic for Nintendo. Yeah. Dead scientists. Music and, yeah. 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 I mean, these were, is this true. was the company that was editing, uh, editing out blood from uh, Mortal Kombat, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, good point. Hmm. At the age of nine, I felt it pretty spooky. Yeah. I can imagine. And it's, yeah, it's, it's true. As, a, as Even as a, a younger person, as a child, like, it's, it's creepy to know there's no backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. as a kid, you've always got your parents behind you or whatever. But you're playing that game; it's just you against them. All right. Well, look at uh, what's his name, Croca Crocomire. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. You uh, you melt his skin off and his skeleton <laughs> jumps out of you. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some creepy stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, that's a that's a whole other side that they really haven't tapped into. They could do if they really wanted to a survival horror zero suit Samus. You know, she's alone on a station, and there's one Metroid loose somewhere. You know, and they could do something with that. That well, would be it, awesome. Yeah. I was just thinking earlier today that uh, if they took it into uh, survival horror, that'd be a really good direction for the series. Yeah, that would be. I think it'd be uh, but uh, but you're right. Fusion is a good point. They uh, that was a pretty uh, the S A X the, yeah. the Samus clone that would hunt you down and have to run and hide. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, just, I, just you know, the things they could do. Hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of creepy moments. Things that don't even matter really. You know, when you first go down there and get the morph ball, and there's that weird eye with like a laser scope that follows you around. Yeah. Right. It does nothing nope. else. <laughs> just it just creeps you out. <laughs> not, there's no purpose except to say, crap, I'm being yeah, watched. Here, here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Huh. The wrecked ship was especially creepy, too, with all like the little bugs drifting away when you get near yeah. this stuff. Right. And yeah. the ghosts. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, there was that body, too, right, that had all the bugs on it. You come into it, and the bugs oh, fly grade. away. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Grade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does, uh, I think that character has a story uh, either in the comics or maybe in... Prime Hunters. I'm not sure. Does anybody know where I'm going with this? Yeah, that body. No, I don't. I know Nintendo Power ran a comic book series, but it's been years since I've read it. I'm pretty sure one of those comics flushed out that character and why he ended up there and uh, and who it was and stuff. Which would be cool I mean, to look into. It was Player 3. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we don't mention <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, are we on the... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, are we on the characters discussion? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I was about? just going to bring that up. Okay. Why don't we talk a bit about Samus and uh, and how you guys think she is as a, as a main protagonist? Uh, how about you there, J-Debs? Um, I found Samus to be a pretty interesting character, especially given the time, considering it's a female protagonist, and that was somewhat rare during that time period. That's true. Um, did you happen to know she was a female when you were playing? I did, mainly because I was originally exposed to the game via Nintendo Power, which had a bunch of uh, drawings of her as a girl. So, Gotcha. <laughs> that would <end laughs> that giveaway, I guess. I remember playing the NES one and not having a clue that she was and, and being quite surprised. But how about uh, how about you, Kevin? Did you know? Uh, yeah, the, the cat was out of the bag um, because my friend told me. <laughs> so he knew. Uh. Right? So he, wrote, he rented this game, and, I'm, and I, I didn't know like as I was watching it. And uh, I'm like, hey, jump over here, jump, or what I say, like, jump him over here, or jump, and he kept going her, her. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, right, right, it's a, it's a she. Uh, but then, you know, like, when he would uh, uh, die, she would, uh, you know, you could see her in the suit, yeah. right? Right, that's true. Yeah. Well, in the original, though, like, yeah, I didn't know. Um, in the booklet, even says he. Yeah. Um, like, they kept it a secret, and then I just remember going to school and hearing kids say, like, if you type in Justin Bailey, you know, the code that you can play as a girl, right. and I still don't think it registered really to me. Um, <laughs> I don't, like, as a kid, I never beat it fast enough uh, to show her as a girl or to play it in that second kind of quest as a girl. So it took a while, and, and honestly, like, probably when I played um, even Return of Samus, and it just, I still just imagined it's a guy. I mean, it can't be a... Yeah girl you know and somewhere i mean obviously i know and it's in the back of my head but i don't like think about it that's funny know. it's a, a neat little thing that nintendo decided to do because they could have easily just gone with another you know gravelly voice yeah. character i wonder 
Well, it was a, a last minute decision at the end of the yeah. game, right? Uh, to make her a yeah. girl? At the end of the first oh, match, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing is the, doing the sprites where you can play as her. Yeah. And it was all done at the end, yeah. yeah. I uh, I do find it... I don't, I don't want to say amusing, but uh, it's interesting that even though she is a girl, and she's probably one of, one of the most prominent female protagonists in video games, they still put her in that uh, body armor that completely hides any sort of gender at all. Like, there's no... If you were to just look at that suit, you would never... Unless you looked at the back and, and the ass. But otherwise, if you were to look at that suit, you would have no incl- inclination at all if that was a woman. So... So, it makes you wonder, though, because it's also one of the only female characters to not be, you know, over overly sexualized as well. So it's kind of a... Uh, Zero Suit Sam is enough. <laughs> yeah, it is now. Yeah. yeah. Other M is definitely... Uh, Oh, we don't we don't bring yeah. that up on the side. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, can I tell you a couple things that'll disturb you about yes. her though? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is stuff I did not want to include in my in my review because it bothers me. Oh. She she's according to the Super Metroid Player's Guide, she's six foot three, hundred ninety eight pounds. Whoa. Holy cow! What is that? Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> is that her or is that her in the suit? No, oh, my her. Goodness. Personal data. <laughs> I can't understand if that. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, the power suit hides a strong, muscular woman. Samus is nearly six feet three inches tall and weighs nearly two hundred. I love pounds. that. That oh makes me God. like her even more. No. Oh, disgusting. No, because she doesn't <laughs> have to be dainty and pretty, and you know that's great. She she's a bounty hunter. She should <sighs> be tough. Six three one ninety eight. <laughs> I forget that. Who was she based on? Was it um, Kim Basinger? Is that who? Kim Basinger, yeah. Her, Basinger. Her Kim looks. Basinger. Well, I don't know. So six three one ninety eight. Yeah, that's. Oh, hearing what those stats, I think she's based on China. Yao <laughs> Ming. That's like Kobe. That's like Kobe Bryant's measurements. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, she's huge. Yeah, so I, I'm almost bet sad that I told everyone this. Like, like I said, I couldn't put it in my review because it bothers me so much. Oh, we'll be editing it yeah. out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just I prefer the zero suit Samus of today, where she does not look like an Amazon woman. That's true. True enough. Well, look at Nether M. She's definitely not that Nether M. Like, no, she's a wuss. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Can I can I use my gun now, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> and can Sounds I jump? Sounds kind of like the, uh... Oh, never mind, sorry. <laughs> yeah, please, don't. You know what's interesting, though? Other M was actually done by... And I don't know his name, so I'm probably going to be scolded for that, but it's the same guy that did Super Metroid. Really? Uh, well, he, he was heavily involved in it, yeah, but, I mean, it was Team Ninja. Yeah, but I... Yeah, it was all Team Ninja. I mean, he definitely was heavily involved. Um, Sakamoto. Yeah, I, Yoshio, Sakamoto. I somewhere that he, uh, he was the one that did it. Ah, six three. Uh, you know the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say like the, gameplay, the, the gameplay's not that bad. Another game. It's that. just the story is just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the gameplay. I mean, not to talk about a completely different game, but the gameplay just isn't Metroid. You're not searching the same way. It's That's very true. linear, and uh, 
the whole way that like her suit already has all the powers, she just has to get permission. There's a yeah. spot in the game where you have to run through like a superheated Norfair type uh, area, yeah. and you're like, you're gonna die. Yeah. And then later on, she's like, "Can I use it now?" And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Like, what no, the it, flip, it, man? Just kill yeah. me. Why do you have not, to get permission? Like, I want—I don't want to die like those times when I died. <laughs> so, how about you just activate it all? <laughs> yeah. You jerk! Just turn me Thanks on. Thanks a lot, Adam. <laughs> yeah, why does she love this guy? Is it because he's like playing hard to get, or like you know, I don't know? She likes bad boys. I don't know. <laughs> I remember he was in Fusion, but he was—I mean, it wasn't that prominent in Fusion. Yeah. <sighs> It didn't but make sense. Back to a, a better a better story and a better yeah. time. <laughs> your time. Well, before right. we move away from characters, I just wanted to bring up that the planet Zebus, I've always felt was kind of, and we kind of touched on this before, but I always felt that that planet was a little bit of the unnamed character for yep. um, Metroid. Uh, kind of like, you know, how New York is the fifth Ghostbuster. Yeah, um, there, yeah and there's so much character and personality in the planet that, you know, it's kind of the unsung hero uh, in this game because um, it's that it's that planet that sets the mood and tone and atmosphere. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to need to take a second to take that all in. It's, that was deep. Well, I mean, but when you think about it, you, if I you agree. see a screenshot of Zebus, you know yeah. it's Zebus. There aren't many games it's that true. have yeah. like, that exact look. You know? It's funny because a lot of people, especially newer games, modern gamers, will... will uh, give that sort of um, that same statement to Bioshock and they'll say Rapture is its own character. And a lot of people say that's the yeah. first time that happened in a game where the, the environment was a character, but it wasn't because mm-hmm. Kevin's entirely <laughs> correct. Zebus itself is. Uh, I, listen, if you played enough PC games in the early two thousands, there's really nothing that Bioshock has not been done. That Bioshock <laughs> has done that has not been done before. Right. Uh, not that it's not a great game. It's, just hearing that is a shock to my system. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, that was pathetic. <laughs> but, uh, we do have a couple other characters. Um, Mother Brain, for example. She's the, the main bad guy. And the only question I have with Mother Brain is she's in charge of the space pirates and she leads them, but she brings them all to this planet to feed them to the Metroids. Why, why would you follow her? What? Who signs I, I up was, for that? Twice. I always, profit. <laughs> I always thought she was kind of the queen bee, and the space pirates were the bees. Yeah, that's how I looked at it. Well, she's the mastermind. Right. Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like Ninja Turtles with Krang. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's the chewing gum has to be the leader. <laughs> Yeah, was wasn't she one of the villains in that Captain N cartoon? She series? was, yeah, oh, yeah, and she oh. sucked. Yeah, yeah we try not to think about that. <laughs> Did, didn't oh. she have a horrible voice? Actually? She, yeah, yeah, it was like a uh, man. Was it a man? It is a yeah. man. Oh wow, yeah. wow, it's yeah, it was terrible. And it's a very uh, abonics. I don't know. It's just horrible. yeah. It's it's a very. <laughs> how are you doing that, Samus? Yeah, yeah it's a very good. Yeah, that's, voice. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how she was. Oh, it's disgusting. She and she doesn't look like a brain at all. She looks like she's just like stretched out chewing gum, not yeah. chewed yeah. chewing gum like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the bat wing with eyes. Yeah, actually, uh, I would wouldn't mind hearing you do that voice for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I'll do everything now, baby. <laughs> Can you say what you talking about, Samus? In that Dude, this is getting kind of kinky. I think, I think I'm going to stop yeah, now. Now say my name. 
<laughs> BM. <laughs> oh my, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Mother Brain. Yeah, I don't know. She had quite a transformation in this game, though. Which, hey, uh, hey wait a second. Yeah. BM. MB. Uh, oh my goodness. Mother Brain. Yes, I'm controlling you all right now. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my All God. right, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That must had to be said. You know. No, no worries. I agree completely. Actually, <laughs> Mother Brain does take many forms. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, you know what though? Uh, you got to give credit to Other M for the fact that it started out showing once again the ending of Super Metroid, which is what Super Metroid did with the opening for its game, which I thought was kind of neat. But uh, what did you guys think of Mother Brain's transformation compared to the first game? And how did she make that body? Hmm. I Actually, thought it was kind of weird. Like, what, what has she been doing? She just sits in this, like, she... <laughs> what kind of creature would, like, let his head just be in a jar indefinitely? <laughs> yeah. Unless it gets serious, in which case then you, you know, flex the muscles yeah. throughout the eye. I went, to the, uh, I went to the Metroid wiki uh, just now, and it says that um, Ridley's in control of the space pirates while... Uh, Mother Brain is the in charge of the central defenses of Zebes, and that her body in the third game is based on Chozo technology. Oh, wow. Huh. Oh, Where did they get this info? That's crazy. Um, the first part was apparently in uh, Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance's manual, and huh. the second part about the Chozo was in the Nintendo Power comic at some point. Mm. Wow. Very interesting. That, that explains it. Opens up so much more. Yeah. Why don't they put all this stuff in a book? I mean, Zelda gets 20 bucks a year. True. <laughs> Look at, like, some nice little Super Metroid compilation. Yeah. Explain everything. Well, I got the Super Metroid Player's Guide here just in case these questions would come up. And it does say at the end that uh, after becoming separated from her life support equipment, because that's what mm-hmm. you destroy, yeah. uh, then she attaches herself to a body. Huh. So huh. That, that's like her failsafe, according wow. to this. Body backup. So, the defenses. So, with the space pirates hiding out, I wonder if the wrecked ship was the space pirates' wrecked ship, and Mother Brain trapped them there just as much as she trapped tried to trap Samus. Could it be? So you're saying that the space pirates weren't working with Mother Brain? Yeah, and that's why the Metroids were trying to eat the space pirates. Oh, this is getting too deep. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have, do we want to talk about any of the other uh, the other characters? Ridley, Craig. You got to talk about Ridley. Ridley was oh, the Ridley is the best. Yeah, so yeah, because anybody <laughs> didn't know, Ridley is like the the pterodactyl dragon like creature you see on the cover. I guess would be the best way to describe him. And Which is uh, he red on the cover for some reason. Yeah, it is kind of strange. He's mm-hmm. all purple in like other iterations, and yeah. get all mixed up. I don't know. But yeah, he and he was also in the original game, and then also yeah, he was purple in this one. Yeah, yeah. also purple. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys think about uh, about Ridley? And also, how did you deal with his boss fight in this game? Let's start with you, uh, Kevin. Um. Well, let's see. I my my strategy always with uh, Super Metroid is to run and get the uh, screw attack as fast as possible, mm. and then I do all my exploring. Uh, this time. I thought I would just try to uh, make a run at uh, Ridley and Mother Brain right after I got the uh, screw attack. And, yeah, he schooled me pretty good. Um, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't beat him uh, with, with 
you know, the power-ups that I had, so I had to go back and explore. Um, but one thing I like to do uh, with Ridley is uh, I like to get the power bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I use the <laughs> I use the jump. I jump halfway, like in a ball, ball form. I use a spring ball, jump halfway up the screen, uh, let a power uh, bomb up there, and uh, Ridley will stay up top uh, and won't come down if you uh, keep oh. timing the bombs right and uh, injure and, you know, causes him damage and then so finally when you do fight him once you're out of power bombs he's really weak sauce and you can handle him that's what you were trying to tell me during yeah this. yeah instead <laughs> you you had a different uh strategy in the stream which was just uh let him uh, fall into the space urine and uh <laughs> take care of himself this, you know. i've never seen that happen i don't know how it happened. harry carry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that was uh... yeah and you can always get a good power bomb off right from the start too and even and, and if he does come and pick you up too, uh, as soon as he drops you, you can drop the power bomb and and uh, so they, there's a, you can take a lot of damage off him before he starts uh, damaging uh, you. So you know I've I've had it where like I've, I still had all my full health you know before I've ran out of power bombs. Wow! Wow! That's, That's pretty quite dirty. a little trick. Yeah, he is still the most annoying to me. Like uh, I hate him. Yeah, yeah. he's incredibly difficult. Yeah. You, well, you just beat him recently, didn't you, JWS? Yeah, I, I beat him today. I uh, did it by uh, inserting the game into a Game Genie. And then, uh... <laughs> Ultimate trick. <laughs> what uh, Was that in Norfair? Is that where you found that? <laughs> Cartridge tilting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't know why yeah such to... a, I don't know why you have such a hard time with him. I just walk into the room and uh, shoot him and he flies away. And then he flies back down and kills you. I was curious, you know, when I watched you guys doing your playthrough, your 100% playthrough, um, I didn't see, I think it was P2, I didn't see you ever, like, holding your arm cannon at a 45-degree angle. Uh, Are you aware that that is possible? I accidentally turned that off at the start of the game. Uh, oh, no wonder, because I, I kept seeing things like, yeah. dude... Like I when set... you're trying to fight the gold Chozo, yeah, like, for crying yeah. out loud, like just shoot at an angle. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I just die once. <laughs> you, could, you could angle down. <laughs> yeah, I have my angle down turned up. Yeah. I turn my R button to my dash so that I can constantly be dashing without having to stretch my thumb. ABD. And, and normally I set my L to point up, but I forgot and I left it as point down, and that's how I got through the game. Oh yeah. boy. But yeah, it was fun. P2 <laughs> has this thing where he feels that games are too easy sometimes, so he imposes his own restrictions. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like the time he beat Super Mario Brothers without jumping. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I did beat the first level. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so we didn't even mention the stream. I guess we should have mentioned that, that me and P1 did our playthrough of this game uh, on Twitch. When was it? Saturday? Yeah, April 12th. Yeah, April 12th. And uh, it was pretty fun, so I'm thinking it's going to be something that we're going to do you know, a little more in the future. Maybe not for the entire game, but yeah, it was a lot mm. of fun. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun sitting down and doing Super Metroid in one playthrough, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah I think you did very well. It was uh, good fun to, fun to watch. What about that uh, Fantoon fight, huh? How was that? Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been better. We had to bring in a uh, you know, pitch hitter for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about about Fantoon is that people shoot him with missiles and then he just gets pissed off. Yeah. Super missiles are not good against him. 
Oh. Oh, really? What What do you use there, Chris? I just charge. Really? Well, charge. Really. Yeah. You know what? Uh, the char- charge beam is actually very powerful. It's better than uh, regular missiles. Yeah. There was a, a guy on the stream who was watching, and he told his name was uh, Stray Varus. S T R A E V A R A S. And he said he had it down to like how many, how much damage by a number. And yeah, I yeah. do remember him saying the charged uh, beam was much stronger. And then yeah. P two ignored him completely and refused to use it. I didn't do it. I, I used it a little bit. I just wasn't used to it. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Fantoon fight. Uh, I was using super missiles, and apparently that was wrong. <laughs> well, he just gets pissed off and he goes into like a different mode and, and jacks you up a lot. Yeah. I got jacked up. I didn't know that. So it, it, it changes if you use super missiles? Yeah, they have all these layers of things that like that that people aren't aware of. Like they, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at the depth they went to. We didn't know uh, that if you turned off different uh, parts of your chart, like of your arm cannon, and then what was the uh, the thing you got that you had the homing missiles that followed you? Oh yeah, you had to turn off like spazer and ice or something, and then yeah, yeah. charge up and use a power bomb or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so many things that I... And there's still ones that I probably don't know. Like, it blows my mind. Well, basically, if you equip uh, one particular part of the arm cannon and have power bombs also on, then you can do that. You can charge it. And it uses a power bomb, but it also has a strange effect. So what are the other effects that... I know you can refill your energy, and then there's the homing missiles. What other ones are there? Do you know them The ice one gives you a shield that circles around you and attacks anything that gets near you. Oh, and I think Spazer, I think the Spazer has this like kind of wave that kind of goes up and down a little bit and, and moves back and forth, but it kind of just uh, kind of surrounds you, I guess. Cool. If you just sit and watch the game and don't turn, like don't play it, just watch the title screen. It shows most of them. Yeah, we uh, we actually, I think it was from watching your video. We knew to do that this time, and we got to see some of the things, but we were like, holy crap, how do we do that? <laughs> some of the things are pretty neat. What about Kraid? And one thing that bothered me about Kraid is that in the first game, he's this little twerp. Yeah. And then he's freaking ginormous in this one. Did, well, did that fool you guys the first time you played it? Because, uh, you know, I played them out of order. Um, but going when I went back to play the original Metroid, and I didn't, like, it wasn't until I got to the bosses that they were so tiny. <laughs> um, when you get to the tiny Kraid in Super Metroid, did that fool you? And you, you beat him easily, and you thought, oh, I already passed him, and then... Or was that just... No, it was just you. I know exactly what you mean. And I remember thinking that, too, because it looks... It even looked bigger than the original NES one, so it was like, oh, yeah. this one's yeah. the Steam yeah. Bit version of, of Kraid. Yeah. And then you beat him, and it's like nothing happened. No. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was pretty uneventful. And then you walk into Kraid's room. Turns the, out size, the size of him was quite impressive. Isn't yeah. it, though? He's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's like Kraid on HGH. <laughs> Barry, Barry Bonds of Zebus. HGH. <laughs> 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 any uh, any cool tricks to beating him? Well, actually, you can beat him, and I've only done it a couple times. You can beat him before he even comes out of the ground. If really? you, uh, yeah, if you time your super missiles and rapid fire, you can do it. I have done it before. It's freaking crazy, and you can watch people do it online. Have you have you ever done that, um, J Dub? No, no, I haven't. I didn't know that was possible. It's crazy. That is so cool. Like, this is one of those games where you could pick it up, put it in, and you think you know it, but every single time you play it, you can find something new. And... Well, just watch some speed runs. Some of those uh, 
tool-assisted speed runs that are freaking crazy, where they just basically uh, wall jump everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But I was able to pull it off with Kraid. It, it's kind of crazy, and it's good because I usually go out of order, and I don't have the high jump boots yet, so it always makes it frustrating if I fall. So oh. to be able to rapid-fire those missiles at the right time and just kill them is very gratifying. So how do you get up there without a high jump? Do you bomb jump? You just or? wall jump. No, just wall jump off the you left wall onto jump? the platform. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Don't the uh, toenails hit you? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them, but not generally. Oh, wow. You're better than I am at games. <laughs> I think it's safe to say there's not a clunker of a boss fight in here. Like, every single boss was just uh, very memorable. and That plant. Fun. That plant's kind of pathetic. He, he's yeah, okay. Yeah. You might have, you might have a point there. But still, it was. I, I remember it was still very cool just to uh, curl up into that little ball and, you know, like you're not going to – like just the first time. You know, I was yeah. like, don't hit me, don't hit me. Like, is this going to work? And it works. And you're like, I can't believe this is working. And then right. multiple Plus, times after that, it gets kind of – yeah. You have well, the to be fair. Do you guys remember the music? It's so yeah. – Oh, the tension. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, tension. Yeah, yeah. so good. Well, that, that plant, though, to be fair, I mean, what are you supposed to do? That's one of the earliest bosses, and you don't really have many weapons. Yeah, true. So how do you make it very interesting, you know? You don't yeah. have a whole lot of power-ups. What do you do? True. They did it well. Even the weak bosses have their pluses, you know? It's, it's amazing. It's a great game. But I just think that it's cool that, unlike a lot of games, there's, like, one way you beat it, you know? There's mm-hmm. one way you beat the boss. You just figure out the pattern. But in this one, every boss sort of has different ways like you know how many times have we played it but how many people when they play ridley do they use power bombs almost exclusively how many people knew you could kill kraid that fast with super missiles if you you right get enough and then like of course later on uh what is it dragon dragon with the uh grappling hook yeah Yeah. using the Mm -hmm. yeah grapple beam and Mm -hmm. and those little on the little sides you can blow up the the i guess their sensors or whatever and yeah and electrocute him that's weird. I just did that for the first time last night, and I was so stoked when I did it. It was so yeah, cool. Isn't it gratifying? <laughs> it is cool. I mean, everyone else, you're, like, struggling in that goop, and, like, every other time I played it before I figured that out, I'm struggling in that weird sticky crap yeah. that she or whatever spits out. It's, it just makes the boss fight a completely different fight. And, again, those details, what other game does that? And especially at that time. That's true. It yeah, definitely is a kind of game that uh, rewards you for thinking outside of the box. You know, it's not just get yeah. so good at your Twitch gaming skills. It's like you, if you use a little bit of brain power, you can find some things as well. You know? yeah, they were yeah. definitely not lazy in their design. Yeah. yeah. Almost so good cool. enough to birth its own genre. <laughs> or at least half of one. You know, I threw, I threw it in a few months Dang. ago, and I was like, I forgot this was a Metroidvania game. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, okay, you know what? I think I think I need to say something about that. I, I don't. I hate that term in a way. I used to not care so much, and I love the Castlevania games, but Metroidvania is not what it is. It is Metroid. Castlevania took Metroid's formula. That's just the facts. They added uh, RPG elements, and they made a a different formula. But these games that people call Metroidvania, no, it's Metroid. They're copying Metroid. It's true. (laughs) That's why in my review, I put Metroid and then Vania in little letters. (laughs) But I guess for all intents and purposes, I mean, we know what we mean when we say it. But I don't think there's any question really where it started. 
Yeah, it's it, true. Metroid it started Metroid. started with Metroid, but Nintendo seems to have sort of abandoned it. Stupid idiot. Now, when you say that <laughs> Castlevania took it from Metroid, you're you're meaning uh, Symphony of the Night, right? Yeah. And, now, what about and the people? Like, I'm just going to play Devil's Advocate. What about the people that say, "Well, actually, we're talking about Castlevania 2. Well, Metroid, the original Metroid, came out in '86, whereas okay. Simon's Quest came out in '87. Okay, fair uh, enough. That's a fair argument, though. <laughs> I really I don't care either way. Call it whatever you want, as long as we're talking about the same thing, you know? Yeah. But you're right. Simon. Well, there's no question that there is a connection, and I'm sure there was influence. Clearly, Castlevania continued to see the beauty of that design, and I'm not faulting them. I mean, Symphony of the Night is very, very high on my list. But that's a good point, because Castlevania went away from it. It went back to its roots after the second one, whereas Metroid, you know, stuck to the same outline um yeah it's kind of weird where that term came from though because at that time um you figured that most people had played metroid why they just wouldn't call it metroid like a metroid like game why castlevania needed to be thrown in there unless it just sounded cool Mm, good point Mm. did they now was that name born before or after symphony of the night Oh, definitely after. Definitely after. Yeah, yeah I think it was. I think it originated after the uh, DS uh, Castlevania games, which all pretty much are Symphony of the Night clones. Okay, uh, but you know, they just Castlevania. Since uh, Nintendo kind of abandoned Metroid, um, Castlevania mm-hmm. is the only one that really carried it on. Yeah. So right. I think it makes more sense to call it Metroidvania because Metroid isn't really doing it. Could have called it <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No. No. Those are painful. <laughs> yeah. I think that should be your new term, Castle Roy. <laughs> hey, let's start a, a new channel. Yeah. <laughs> that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> or that could be a bodybuilding channel. Though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's how Craig gets so big. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the Castle Lloyds. <laughs> that's okay. right, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, are there any other characters that we could mention from the game now? Baby what Metroid? about the little friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or All the, the friends, uh, yeah. The yeah, aliens, yeah. yeah. That's, that's also unique about this game, to have these characters that, what are they there for? I mean, they, there's a lot of other things that you really can't interact with. They don't really hurt you. Then You know, it's, it's unique. They are so, Nintendo's way of giving you a tutorial without giving you a tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes the world feel alive, though. I mean, and yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's they teach you to wall jump, though, and they, they do. You do that. Those little guys are kind of annoying. Oh, <laughs> little Furbies. Yeah, squeaking all the way up. I think they just show you you can wall jump. I don't think they actually explain how you can. Oh wall no, 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 no! Oh, they definitely do not. You see, I think stuck there for so long. Yeah, and then they just jump down and do it again with their little yeah. smirk on their face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you can't do it yet. Here, I'll show you again. <laughs> still can't do it as they squeak at yeah. you. That's how I feel every time I watch an Usher music video. Oh, you still can't dance? Watch me do it some more. <laughs> Well, that is probably the most frustrating part of the game, though. Like, my early memories of the game before I understood wall jumping. Oh, my gosh. Just sitting in that freaking chain that down there. You're stuck because you just saved. Mm-hmm. You can't get out. I still can't wall yeah. jump. Today. For the first time in 15 years, it was horrible. And there's another spot in Meridia where you have to do a lot of wall jumping. I actually taught myself to uh, bomb bounce 
in that area. And I found out if you um, set a metronome to uh, 68 beats per minute, if you lay a bomb every time the beat hits, it'll let you bomb jump as high as you want to go. 68 beats Holy per minute. God. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Took a little bit, took a little no. bit of experimenting, but. <laughs> that That's crazy. I, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah. We had a similar experience because we couldn't get up. And, and why would they put that save point down there? It's just because uh, they want it's cruel. <laughs> they want to mess with you. That, and they they did. said, "Are you having fun? Are you really enjoying this game?" Well, now you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, Today, the truth is, where do you really need to ball jump? You, nowhere really, because we we made it through our entire first playthrough with never wall jumping yeah. when we were younger. Uh, I can wall jump now like it's nothing, but back then we didn't even know it existed, let alone being able to do it. We had to get our yeah, mother to bomb jump up. <laughs> That yeah. long, long, and she did not have the assistance of a metronome. 68 BPM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did not have a metronome. Right. I just follow my heartbeat. <laughs> it should be faster than that. Actually, that would be how God would not. You may want to see. Maybe that's help. Dracula's heartbeat. Let me yeah. the genres again. I love that you figured that out. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> now, yeah, if only I could figure it out in the first one. There's that. That part at the bottom of, um, oh gosh, what's the name of that uh, area in the first one? There's a part where you can uh, jump with the bombs. Shoot, what the flip? I can't, why can't I remember the name of that area? And get right up to Mother Brain? Like, uh, I think it's just, it's not Craig's Lair, is it? It's a Craig. I think it is Craig. <laughs> that music. Oh. I can't think of it. That was deep. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Are there any other characters we're going to discuss? <laughs> I think we've already jumped into controls now, because that is actually our next topic, is wall jumping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's perfect. Kevin, how about you? Are, are you any good at wall jumping? I was not very good at wall jumping for the longest time, and for some reason, this time when I played through the game, I somehow mastered it. Um, it somehow just clicked, and I have been able to do it. I don't know if it's because I was playing on the Wii U this time, um, maybe my Super Nintendo controller is crappy and I just don't know it because it's the only Super Nintendo controller that I've owned for the past, well, since 1998, however long that is. I Someone do the math. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I was able to really uh, get it down this time. And uh, I think I think that the part of the problem that, that a lot of people struggle with a wall jump is uh, what I was doing was I was pressing away from the wall and the jump button at the same time. Exactly. Right. And you don't do that. You kind of, you kind you have to hit, uh, hit away from the wall and then hit jump, yes, which is very specific. I think time. what why they struggle is because it's totally backwards from what you do with Mario. With Mario, you push forward and then jump. True. Right. This one you, you're pushing away and then hitting jump, and I think that is why a lot of people struggle with it. And I was one of them for the longest time. Yep, that is. I'm a slow learner. Yeah. Well, there's a, a one frame of animation where where yeah. she's now up against the wall and her foot's against the yeah. wall. And, mm, you know, yeah. it's it's a very short moment uh, to time it. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a slight delay. You almost get this sort of rolling motion. Push to the side and jump. Yeah. Push to the side and jump. That's how yeah. I feel about it anyway. And then after, after I understood that slight timing, like you said, it's uh, never been a problem since. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what... That it just clicked this time. I don't know why it took me. Well, let me do the math. Let's see. It's nineteen. Wait, it's two thousand fourteen. Sixteen years. Ten years. Sixteen. Okay, sixteen years. See, someone better at math. All right. So six. Took me sixteen years to figure it out. I'm. Uh, I'm just going to buy a metronome. 
Of course, I have to figure out how to set it to 68 beats per minute, but <laughs> it's got to be easier than wall jumping. Dude, you can do it. No, no, I am. T- my daughter is better at it than I am. You have, dude. You have to. This, no. is your, this is no. I'm sorry. It's your mission. You must. You don't get an option. You have to learn that because then you'll like this game more. I don't it's think so I could. Rewarding. I don't think I could like it more. Oh, there's no. I mean, it's so much fun to do things like to to go to Crate earlier. To uh, run off this little ledge somehow and then do a wall jump off the tiniest little pixels of a ledge on the other side and get up to his lair early. Those kind of things. To break the sequence, I mean. Yeah, that does seem pretty cool. It is. (laughs) You sound really excited, too. Oh, man. I'm going to learn how to wall jump. You can get, like, so many different items early. Like, there's so many different things to do. All I have are thistles. <laughs> yeah. I would honestly compare wall jumping somewhat to um, like memorizing like a special move in like Street Fighter or something like that. Okay. It almost has the same kind of feel, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But it's only one, like a two-button combination that changes the game completely in my mind. It does. All right, let me it opens it up. It just, I don't know. I'm going to try and wall jump right now while we talk about some more controls. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on the gameplay mechanics, like, how do you guys feel about uh, backtracking? Because most times when you hear the word backtracking in a game, people cringe, right? They, they, they hate it. But for some reason in Metroid games, it just works. Um, why do you guys think that is? Why do you think it's, there's something so much more satisfying about it in these games than other games um how about you i think it's the kev oh sorry (laughs) no go ahead (laughs) i was just gonna say i I think it's the uh, thrill of the hunt you know uh in another game it's like okay uh you get to an area okay you gotta go all the way back there and get a key to open up this door now okay so you gotta go all the way in metroid it's like hey if you're struggling if you go back and you go and search you're gonna find more missiles you're gonna find uh more energy tanks you're gonna find something that's gonna help you in the game and i think that's that's what makes the exploration exciting. Yeah, I think you're right. That sense of reward and yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Do you uh, would you agree there, Jay Dubious? Yeah, I think backtracking is uh, really cool in this. There is one part where I feel like it kind of hits a snag, and that's where you're in No Far, and uh, you have to go backtrack all the way back to get onto the uh, wrecked ship. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I feel like that's kind of a weird progression between Norfar and the, because. You go through, uh, what is it, Brinstar the entire time, finish the boss, and it feels like you're just going to kind of hit Norfar, and then you're going to do that and go on to each next area. But it mixes things up in such a re- – it's a really nice way, but it, sometimes you can just feel really lost, I feel like. That is true. There is that one part of the game where it almost doesn't feel very fluent. But Yeah. Uh, when that part of the game hasn't aged very well, it's the map in the game. Wait, which part? Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble following. After – Shortly after you get the super bombs, I think. Is, is around that part, is it? No? Right after you, I think it's after you get uh, the grapple hook. Uh, yeah. You have to head up to the sunken ship. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I feel like the other reason that might be a little bit confusing for me, too, is because I think that's where the Nintendo Power Player's Guide, like, in the, yeah, it was actually in the magazine, ended. Oh, really? Oh. I think so. Um, so I just never, I always had to just figure that out on my own before, so I just always forget what to do. Ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, because getting back up there using, uh, I think it's pretty much the ice beam, and you have to freeze those little guys and jump mm-hmm. off them, yeah. or you'd be really good at wall jumping. <laughs> um, yeah, that that would have been probably the uh, the biggest stick in the mud there, I think. I well, mean, it's also 
Yeah, that right. makes sense. But it's weird because I kind of forget about the order because I don't even do it anymore. Like, you know, I don't even – when I go to the wrecked ship, you don't even need to have the grapple hook to get over there. You can do oh, a, right. a sprite, a uh, uh, shine spark. Shine spark, yeah, right. That's um, true. It's Yeah, it's weird. I just forget. But you're right. You, know, <laughs> you, were, you would have a problem. I got it. You did it? Wall jumping, right? Yeah, I am right now. See? There you go. If you uh, you jump and, like, I let go of the direction I'm spinning towards before mm-hmm. I get to the wall, right. and then just as I get it, I just jump and push the other way. There you go. Huh. This game's wow. awesome. But you, but you got to press it. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Congratulations. Over. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. Now I expect you to get your time down. Yeah, I'm going to get a... Ma- <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend's going to be mad at you because she's been working on getting my time up. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> no? I have no idea what you're referring to. So, oh. yeah, I mean, that the whole thing, Metroidvania, like, that's what it all comes down to is this type of gameplay just works for this game, where whereas for other games, it just fails. And you know yeah. what? It does it right, and I have no complaints with it. Just imagine how boring Super Metroid would be if it had levels like a Mega Man game. True. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The so only cool thing I'd say, I'd say about the exploration that is, is the map. I don't think the map is aged very well. Uh, even if it would just take... Like, you know how it gives you those little markers that there's gonna there's something hidden in this room. Even if mm-hmm. after you found it, if that marker would just disappear <laughs> to True. let you know you nice. don't have to go back in there anymore, you, you're done that with that part of the map. Uh, oh, I, I'd yeah. like to see where the entrances to the rooms are, too, on the map. I feel like that would be extremely helpful. Yeah, there are True. a lot of uh, areas where they're, the walls are bumped up against each other, and you don't know at what point do you go to get to that other, right. other room. Yeah, Mer- Especially in Norfar. Yeah, and Norfer, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, you know what? Those are changes that they could easily, very easily make in the HD new, remake in the new two D Metroid that uh, they're going to announce at this this year's E three. Right. right. <laughs> oh, are they supposed to really? No, no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> they're just gonna dash our hopes and dreams. No. They're gonna have another Kirby game, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Perfect. Why Perfect. would Nintendo want to be edgy at all? You know. <laughs> yep. uh, I just made this myself. This is like sad. the most mature franchise Nintendo has. It is. And they totally they don't hear anyone. Yeah. Or they give it to the wrong people, and they totally take away what made it great. I mean, if they had made Other M anywhere near like the uh, exploration game that it should have been. Uh, you know, people would have ranted and raved about it. Instead, it was like a bargain bin. Yeah. yeah. You, and that's Oak. that's another thing. Like, Nintendo games never lose their value. Even, mm-hmm. like, months, years after they leave, leave uh, being new releases, they're still almost full price. Maybe $5 cheaper. Still 40 bucks for Mario Kart. It, Mario Kart yeah. on the Wii is losing its online play in, like, 20 or 30 days. And <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's still, still 40 bucks. And other, other M was down to $9 inside six months. Yeah. Mm. Six months, like two, three months. It's crazy. Yeah. Does I, uh, Nintendo R&D 1 still make games? It looks like they, their last games were on the GameCube, which is pretty sad. Oh, that is sad. I think, and I think that's the house that made uh, all, most of the Metroid games, at least the good ones. They're yeah, working, it is. Are they working on Miyamoto's new IP? Well, 
I thought they renamed themselves and whatnot. Like there's EAD, right? Oh, uh, maybe that's why. I, I think they just restructured. I don't even know if yeah, they're okay. Since many of them are now a part of the Nintendo SBD team. Hmm. Yeah. It's sad. It's it's because the I mean, and it's really a staple of a lot of Super Nintendo games how good the gameplay is. Um, because I can't think of a, 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 a Super Nintendo game that I love that's got bad gameplay. Of course, I probably wouldn't love the ones with bad gameplay. But uh, true. <laughs> I don't know that controller that everything about it was perfect for this kind of game, and it just it worked very well. It was a it was a serendipitous merger of console and cartridge. <laughs> you nailed it, man. <laughs> uh, what do you guys feel about um, like your item collection percentage? Did anybody here? Uh... Curious. 100%. We just did our first 100% um, for our stream. We've never done it before. Has, has anybody here else here ever done the 100%? Uh, let's start with uh, J. Dubious. Uh, I haven't. This last playthrough, I think I've gotten to like 80-something before, but this past playthrough, I only got to uh, 54%. Wow, that's impressive all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last few bosses got real hard, which is why I popped that in the game, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. How about, uh, how about you, Kevin? What was your percentage? Uh, you know what? I didn't let the credits roll through to find out. I was oh, just, I wonder. <laughs> I was just done. Uh, I think I've got every item in the game. I've played this game many, many times. Um, and I think I've got every item um, at some point, but maybe not all at once. I, I've never did the 100%. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. How about, uh, about you, Chris? Did you ever 100% no. it? No. I've never 100%ed it. But, like, uh, yeah, same thing. I, I, I think I've gotten everything at one point or another but to me i i just like to go as fast as i can right mm. yeah that's the beauty of it you have the option right? that's what this game is all about is playing it how you want to play it and it's different for everybody yeah there are a couple that are really freaking annoying though to get yeah yeah mm-hmm. which ones stand out for you uh there's one there's a uh i believe it's just a regular missile tank in meridia mm-hmm. where you have to uh Speed boost through a door mm-hmm. and then shine spark straight up at the right time. <laughs> but every time you go back through that door to try it again, uh, yeah, it's you have to go through some crap. I don't know. There's like you a, know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Yes. There's like a plant yes. that that's a little lighter than the other plants that gives yeah. you kind of an indication where you're supposed to stand, oh, but nice. it's not pixel perfect. <laughs> no, I think it was you, Kevin, that uh, told me where to stand when I was doing that on the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was frustrating. <laughs> There's another one where as soon as you come through the door, the floor falls away, and oh, the yeah. missile the missile containers on the opposite wall. Oh yeah, yeah, and yep. all the platforms the you can only stand on it for a second. But oh. you you can also power jump up there. But it's still freaking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that is the other one that comes to mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one I think is probably the worst. <laughs> yeah. There is a, um, I can't remember if it's power bombs. There's a room that's actually shaped like a Metroid. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's power bombs or missiles in there, but it's really cool. And there's it's one another of those one. Ones. There's another one shaped like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, there's a Mickey Mouse one too. Yeah. Some pretty cool, neat little things if you're looking for them. But yeah, I gotta say we were pretty happy to get our first 100 percent because I don't think I ever would. <laughs> no, it was close. We were. We were we were at we had four things left to get I think it was. I don't and, think uh, 
Yes, it couldn't have been that close. Pretty sure it was four. And we had uh, we had help from um, a lot of people. And it, there's a lot of guys who people came up to watch the stream. And if you're not listening to the podcast, thank you. It means you've talked, listened to us talk about this game for seven <laughs> hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it was four items, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. But uh, we had a lot of help from Stravaris towards the end and from Snowy340 at the beginning, uh, who was in Australia, and it was like 2 a.m., and they stayed up to watch us. Yeah. Or were up and happened to watch us, but either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was crazy. And Kevin was there, and he uh, he helped out with uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was, I was on a delay. It was, was kind of weird, because I was in on the, on the Skype uh, conversation, so... Mark is playing the game, and I'm not seeing where he is until 30 seconds later because I'm watching it on the street. On the... So he would get to an area, and I'm like, uh, don't go left because if you go left, it's a waste of time. There's just a, a missiles there. You know, you don't have to go that way. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm already in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Well, I fell asleep during the stream. Yeah. <laughs> what a compliment! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very entertaining. We are, we are quite entertaining. <laughs> as soon as Rob Man left, <laughs> I don't I've heard enough of this foolishness. <laughs> yep. So yeah, well, that covers pretty much all the gameplay mechanics. How about we talk about the soundtrack? Which, I mean, it's pretty powerful on itself. Um, there's a few tracks that come to mind. Like, even the uh, overworld theme when you first land is just, uh like, it sticks in my head forever. Um, but, uh, P1, what are your favorite tracks? Do you have anything ones to stand out? And what do you think about the overall sound? Uh, overall, it's it's just impressive. It's masterful. They, uh, they really were able to, you could tell when you're in the different zones, but you can tell, like, I don't know, it just gives you this sense of, of dread, almost, I, I, I find. But my favorite... Um, and it might be silly, but my favorite is that little, uh, it's like a six-tone, like, sound that you get when you load in. And, uh... When you, you first know, turn it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you first, like, when you first appear on the planet, or when you, if you come back from a save, when you first come into the game. Um, I can't recreate it, obviously, but I will play oh, it. Oh, uh, like that, Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right? That, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm just gonna that's loop cool. that, and I want to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> Him doing it, or the real one? Him doing it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's my favorite sound from the whole game because it just when you hear that, you know you're about to have a good time. Yeah, you know yeah. it's like hearing Pharrell in the club. <laughs> uh, you're about to have a good time. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say about the soundtrack is there's there's a few games that uh, if I'm playing, my wife will come into the room and she'll just sit beside me and she'll work on her laptop or whatever and she'll just sit there and listen and I'll be like what are you doing in here and she'll just I'm just listening to the music and Super Metroid is uh one of those uh one of those games and it's it's not just the fact that the music is so good but it also brings us back to uh like we were when I had that Super Nintendo we were living in uh in a small apartment and I was playing the game on a small 14 inch TV with the little speaker and she, you know we only had the one room so she would fall asleep beside me while I'm playing this game and I guess it just brings us uh, back to that time wow what a great memory to have that's awesome yeah it is it's yeah yeah it's some powerful stuff it definitely sets the atmosphere and that's you know that's the biggest part of this game mm. I want to hear from Jay Dubious because he's actually in the music industry. So I'd like to hear his opinion on the on the music. 
I yeah, I love the soundtrack. Um, this was my first time playing through it with like a actually decent stereo instead of okay. just TV speakers. And holy crap, what's going on with the bass in that game is so mm-hmm. good. Oh wow, I've it's never really heard the play out of a better system other than a TV speaker. So that's fantastic. Well, For a Super Nintendo game, there's a lot going on, like just yeah. like in terms of audio. Yeah, I got a little story about that too. Um, my buddy uh, back in the day, he he was the one with the job. He you know he quit <laughs> high school in grade ten, and he was working with his dad, so he had all the money. He only had the Super Nintendo and everything. Uh, and one thing that he bought was this thing called surround sound, which was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> You're hooking up five speakers to this thing. But the first game he put in was Super Metroid. Wow! And he sat he sat down and he just pressed the fire button and samus's cannon went boom instead of boom. oh yeah <laughs> and i was like oh i gotta get me surround sound now i don't know how oh. i'm gonna get it but i gotta get it now it was amazing i gotta say i'm pretty jealous i've never heard it on oh, a great yeah. system that sounds I mean, amazing it's it you gotta do it <laughs> yeah it's that actually is the first game i played when i got surround sound too awesome. yeah wow. Holy cow, we uh we missed out there, P one. Yeah. We never get the boom. <laughs> to, to me, I think the best track of all the I like that uh Meridia rocky underwater area. Yeah, it does have a nice... sort of these chime chimes going on. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Pretty ambient and yeah, it's really good. I really like the first track that plays right when you enter a Brinstar. It kinda has like that like bongo y sound to it? I don't know. It's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. It's it's pretty catchy. We should uh, splice some of these sounds into the... I think, uh, I think Chris was about to. I was doing it, yeah. I was forcing you to listen. I want that song to be played at my funeral. <laughs> wow. Wow. That just got real deep. Yeah. Okay. That's and documented. And <laughs> Both. <laughs> is it actually, event. Isn't that a 13? <laughs> it gets complicated because I'm not Jewish. <laughs> yeah, I will cut some of the music in there because there are so good, so many good tracks. Yeah. And it was already mentioned tonight, but that plant fight, that's that track is great. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's a testament to the soundtrack when you know your your wife or your significant other can come and sit in the room and do whatever they're doing just to listen to you play. Yeah, yeah, it says it all. Yeah, well, I think that pretty much covers up the sound department. Then everybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we talk about the graphics, which, uh, you know, 16-bit glory here. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine it being done, you know, any other way. What, uh, what do you think about the graphics, Chris? Well, I mean, I talked a lot about that in the review. I just think that the attention to detail, the little things they didn't have to do to have, you know, grass moving or yeah. bugs moving or mother brain uh, dripping saliva, uh, little electrical sparks everywhere. Yeah. Uh, graphically, there's there's things like that. But also, if you look at the number of actual sprites in her animation, there were times when I was editing that video and I was advancing it, you know, one frame at a time. And I... You know, I think I was like doing a Google Hangout with Greg, Arcade Impossible, and we were, I was just like, dude, look at every single step, just the timing of it. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. And the number of sprites, I, I forget exactly, but you know, I think Super Mario World has about a third 
the number of animations. Really? Oh, wow. uh, yeah. It, it might be even higher than that. But in my original review, I'd written up a whole bunch about that too. But I just had to cut some things, you know. Right. Um, but it's just so many more um, frames of movement it creates right. such a fluidity. They really pushed it, and, and I mean, this is 1994. This isn't exactly. I mean, that's still fairly early in the console's life when you think about it. But it really seemed to push it, right? I don't know. I guess well, it was, was the biggest game of at the time that it ever came out. And it definitely shows. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. What did you think about it uh, overall there, Jay Dubious? Oh, I really liked the graphics on it. I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, yeah, um, I was wondering, though, with, like, giant bosses like Kraid, um, was Mode 7 used at all to resize his sprite, or is it just, the, like, the biggest sprite ever? How, how do they do that? It's, it's so big. Hmm. Well, he's very limited in his animation, though. His mouth opens and his arm moves up and down, you know? He, so I, I think that it is just one giant sprite. True. Just not a lot of movement. Well, I guess he, moves, he walks back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And his belly button shoots at you. But uh, this game, <laughs> did this game use a Super FX chip? I don't think it did, did it? No, I don't think uh, so. What year was Star Fox? I think that was also 1994, wasn't it? No, there, there's no Super FX chip in this. No. So I'm guessing that they probably didn't, but it just show, goes to show what they could do, you know, with the limited hardware that they had. Star Fox was actually 93. Yeah, the cartridge doesn't say anything about Super FX. <clears throat> Well, mm. it looks as, it looks good enough. It could have it. <laughs> I know. It just goes yeah. to show. It's amazing. What did you think there, Kevin, about the uh, graphics? Think? They're really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to steal uh, P1's answer because we were ta- kind of talking about this uh, earlier this week. Um, for a game that's so uh, dark and mysterious, there is a ton of color in it. Mm. Um sure. You know, it's just every every uh, area you go into, it's just uh, vibrant. You know, there's so much activity going on, too. It's not just, um, you know, I mean, compared to uh, what comes out today, I mean, the backgrounds are all black. But uh, <laughs> everything that's there has life to it, if that True. makes sense. No, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it actually feels like you're on... Zebazies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because just despite what they want you to think with uh, some certain modern franchises that I won't name, but uh, the world is not all brown and gray. Oh, Call of Duty, just say it. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, there's a very functional reason why they had to give everywhere such a distinct personality, though. I mean, when a game that's unified like that and all the backtracking, uh, you mm-hmm. have to have pink Brinstar, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. You well, look at the uh, the Game Boy one. Look how difficult it was to navigate well, where you were because it just all looked the same. Monochrome. Yeah, it just shows what it could have been. It must have been really tough for you, P2, being disabled. <laughs> I make do, you know. What, are you colorblind? Yeah. I am, yeah. And you can't, you can't raise your arm cannon at a 45 degree angle? <laughs> I make it work, your okay? arm cannon? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I can only point down. Yeah. <laughs> he, see, it's not his fault because it was uh, like every other day. It was chest day at the gym, and uh, the shoulder right. was too sore to lift it up. 
Oh, I wasn't actually talking about his arm cannon, but you know, we'll just go with that. I, let's just say well, I'm just happy this podcast is coming out after the wedding. <laughs> no going back. Well, I mean, you can't help it. You you uh, deactivated your right shoulder before you even started. That's right. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh my. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'm not exactly colorblind, just color deficient. Oh. Okay. Moving <laughs> <Where to> on. <laughs> Lasting impressions. So what kind of things uh stood out for you guys and uh you know did it make you want to play the rest of the games in the series? Let's start with you, P one, because I I think I already know the answer. Uh I for anybody, if you haven't played Super Metroid or you haven't played any of the Metroids, you need to play it. It's one of the defining games of the Super Nintendo, I think. And to me, just what stands out the most is how well put together everything is. Like, it feels... Uh, Nintendo gets a lot of grief nowadays, especially for not releasing games fast enough. And I gotta, And some YouTube channels get the same grief. But uh, <laughs> ironically, both are involved in Super Metroid. Um, if the product that comes out is as good as this, I will wait as long as I have to. And uh, it definitely makes me want to play others in the series. In fact, prior to our, our stream, I played Zero Mission. Um, and I'm currently on the last boss fight of that. I actually beat the boss but died during the uh, emergency escape. Um <laughs> But, uh, it, uh, yeah, it makes me definitely want to, because I never played Fusion either, and that'll be the next one I go to. Um, but it's, yeah, it's fantastic. And it's it's so well-polished, and it's so well-put-together. And, I mean, I know this whole podcast has essentially been the five of us gushing over this game, but the reason for that is there is very little, if anything at all, wrong with it. So, hmm. that's how I feel. Well, I completely agree, my man. How about uh, how about you, Chris? Have you played the others in the series, or would this make yeah. you want to play them? No, I've played them all. Nice. Um, and definitely this is, I think, is the best one. It's still the standard that they're trying to duplicate. Um, I think Fusion became more linear, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zero Mission was great, but there's a little hand-holding. Mm-hmm. And Zero Mission is probably my second favorite in the series. Yeah. And then, like, I loved the Prime series. Um, especially the first one. At first, I was really skeptical about it, but I started to feel the sense that it's a united world, and I, it, di- it did feel like Super Metroid in some ways at, the more I got into it. And I've played it through a few times, and I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, but just overall, what this game does for me is frustrate me that Nintendo doesn't see... Because this game, I mean, when it came out, it was game of the month and you know, one games of the year, action game of the year. Um, it's been, I think EGM said it was their best game of all time at one point. Um, at least on the Super Nintendo, yeah. No, the best game of all time. Yeah. yeah. At one point, they said just period. And yeah. uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I know IGN did a, a list at some point. It was very high on the list, like top 10. And, you know, not that long ago, top 10. Uh, so many gamers who've played games through the years rank this game so highly it just annoys me to no end that Nintendo doesn't see what they have they have a gold mine at least in the states I know it doesn't it never did really well in Japan but over here yeah they always it's never been a really big deal 
I didn't know that. That must be why they've been putting it off well, so that's much. part of it. Hmm. That's part of it. But the other part is then they come out with games that just aren't as cool. True. And that's why they <laughs> had um, uh, Retro... What is it? Retro Studios? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They yeah. did the Metroid Prime games. They were an American company. Yeah. Oh, wow. Texas. It's hmm. very interesting. I think he summed it up pretty nicely there. How about... Um, how about you, Jay Dubious? Um, have you played the other games in the series, or would this make you want to play them? I have played Fusion. I used to own it, um, but it was stolen along with my Game Boy Advance in middle school. True. Unfortunately, so um, maybe it was high school, but either way, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I guess it was high school, but um, I think I would like to go back and play it again, uh, possibly on my DS or something like that. And Zero, I was looking into Zero Mission, and that does seem pretty interesting as well. Uh, I, for one, though, wasn't really a fan of the Prime series. So I just, there hasn't been much coming out in terms of Metroid after that that I'm really all that interested in. Mm. Other M sounds like an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And and honestly, I was in the same boat. It took me a while to get into Prime as well, but uh, it really does grasp you if you could just push yourself on a little, a little ways into the game. I mean, it's not for everybody, but I know exactly where you're coming from. It took me a while, like with, with Prime, and I did not like Prime 2. And I did beat Prime 3, but it felt really linear. Yeah, um, Prime 3, Prime yeah. 1, I, I don't know, it probably was like a good four hours in before I started to say, oh, okay. I did, yeah. Okay. It was a yeah, real shock. Maybe got it's three just... hours in on a rental, so I might have to pick yeah. it up at some point. And I mean, honestly, I would say that Super Metroid is the best non-RPG on the entire N60, or uh, Super Nintendo's library. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I can well, that's good enough. That's uh, close enough to write. Out of curiosity, what RPG are you... <laughs> Are you putting above it? Just out of curiosity. Down. Ah, down. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All Ooh, of them. Hold on the discussion. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, what, um, how what about was you, the man? Would uh, <laughs> Would you want to play the rest of the series now, or maybe oh, right. have you already played it? Um, this is probably the series that's been around for as long as it has been that I've played through every single game. Wow. Uh, even Hunters on the DS, even uh, the pinball game on the yeah. DS. Well, uh, fortunately, I'm able to say that because Nintendo makes it really easy for me because they don't release a lot of Metroid games. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, but I absolutely love the, the uh, entire series. I'm a huge fan of, um, of the Prime series as well. Uh, I would even say that uh, Corruption is my favorite Wii game of all time. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I dug it. Um, yeah, and, it, you know, if if you want to start at Super Metroid, I mean, it's not a bad, bad place to start uh, in sure. the series. Don't start at Other M, whatever you do. No, no matter how, like, tempting it is to just pick up that 10 bucket. No, don't, don't, don't start at that one. So true. Um, there are some things that I would say in Super Metroid that haven't aged well, like I brought up the map. Um, Ridley's pogo attack, you gotta admit, that's a little bit cheesy. Just a little <laughs> bit cheesy. Yeah. But other than that, um, it is video game perfection and it's definitely worth, I, I mean, if you're into video games, if you're into retro video games, if you just like playing Pong, whatever it is, you, if you like games, you gotta try Super Metroid. You gotta give yeah. it a shot. It's definitely, you know, one of the most influential games for any gamer, I think. And by not playing it, you really are doing yourself a disservice. So 
get out there and get it. I completely agree. So yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I think uh, I think pretty much all of us here could agree that we would all play it again at some point, and then we would definitely recommend them to anybody else. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we had a lot of people play with us this month, so maybe we should head on over and read some of the comments from uh, the forum. Yeah, people- definitely. That's, uh, that's a great oh. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that then. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I just happen. To, I just happen to have Twitter open in front of me. All right. And uh, Surfcaster X played along with us this month, and he actually early on pointed out another nod to the Alien franchise that we missed. But uh, the Chozo statues, when they're in their crouched position, oh, holding right. your upgrades, look like uh, the alien body in the in the first Alien movie that uh, when they go down to the yeah. planet before John Hurt gets oh, his face wow. sucked. You know what? This this game has so much. We didn't even mention the Chozos that come alive. Yeah, it's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, especially yeah, that's the, another one of those things after playing the first game. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in this game, uh, you there's four or five things, or maybe only two or three things you get uh, on the Chozo before the first one comes up and attacks you. Yeah. And then you collect about four or five other things before the second one attacks you, and it gets you again. Yeah. And yeah. The, the first one that you beat, he's kind of fairly easy as, as long as you got five missiles with you. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the second one, he's like, you're the trying to throw – everything that worked in the game before is not working this time. You know, super missiles aren't working. Uh, charge shots aren't working. You know, regular mm-hmm. missiles aren't working, you know. Uh, like, you throw a super missile at him, and he just picks it up and throws it right back at he you. catches it. So yeah. <laughs> it's so badass, you know? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I had to mention that before we... No, by all no, means. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, you're so right. Yeah, yeah he and, is. And the ones that help you. Like, you yeah. know, when I reveal too many secrets, but where yeah. the hand's just sitting there, and it's just begging for you to roll up into a ball. Yeah. Uh, just Like, in the first game, the first Metroid, there would be a ball in its hand. You'd shoot it and then get the item... And it's right. so tempting. You're like, hey, I'm a ball, too. I'll just go stand up there and see what happens. Yeah. Nothing ever did. Well, in this one, things do. Yeah. yeah. Such a so good. awesome design. You got that right. It's definitely the proof of, of what a sequel should be. You know, it's just it took what everything in the first game and just made it better. That's yeah. essentially what it was. Hey, uh, another tweet, Andrew uh, from Fitnack Gaming. Uh, we've had him on the show before, and he plays along every month now. Um, and he beat Super Metroid, and I believe it was his first time ever beating it. And he had a clear time of 12 hours, 34 minutes, with an item rating or an item collection percentage of 77%. Um, so cool. congratulations to you, Fitnat, on your first beating of uh, Super Metroid. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Dean Lasagna from over at Round 2 Gaming, uh, <laughs> after trying his six Super Nintendos, <laughs> found one that works. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I shouldn't say found one that worked, but he, he was having a problem with Mother Brain's head disappearing. Yeah, it just wouldn't appear. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, he ended up getting a 91%. And this, I believe, I don't believe it was his first time beating it, but, uh, yeah, I know he uh, he beat it with uh, his old yellow uh, Super Nintendo, despite the fact that he has five gorgeous ones sitting around it. Yeah. Um, and if anybody wants us to read their tweets, uh, if you're playing along with us, just uh, do a tweet and hashtag Cartridge Club, and uh, we'll see it, and... Uh, Chances are it'll get get read on the podcast. So what about on the forums there, uh, P2? Well, a lot of the people that you just mentioned also over at the forums. Um, but there's also, uh, you know, Mr. Vox, Ram Vox. He, uh, he played along with us this month. And, 
Yeah, uh, as far as the last post that he had there, he had taken down Ridley. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, and uh, and he's he was actually asking if he should go get the uh, the elusive spring ball before heading over to kill Mother Brain. <laughs> does, does everybody here remember how to get the spring ball? Just out of curiosity, no. it was kind of a tough item to get in the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's in um, it's in Meridia. Yeah, and you have to uh, you have to break a wow, it's tricky. You have to break away like a grapple beam. Yeah, uh, lock. Oh, yeah, lock. Yeah, right. it, it disintegrates, and then you have to go up there. Yes, it I remember really... when I was younger, it was so hard to figure that out. But That's the wall jumping part in Meridia I was actually just talking about. Like, oh, just, okay. But yeah, like when you break off that piece, that wall jump there, I had to learn the metronome thing to get up there because uh, there's some enemies at the top, and it's, it's such a pain. It's horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you go after getting the space jump, you know, that's usually what I had done. That's what I should have done. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm assuming he finished it off, but um yeah, I mean he still got half a month to do it, so <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Another person who's uh who I know is playing along this month is uh the Donovan Viper cuz uh he has oh, a yeah, back- yeah, he's a backlog challenge that he does and this is the game that was assigned to him. So it was cool cuz it was it was the Cartridge Club game and it was assigned to him and he was very excited to play along. Because uh, he didn't have a copy until very recently. That would be pretty good then. Yeah. We also had uh, Crow Nintendo. Uh, I think this is his first time uh, on with the club. I think it is. But uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah, he's also playing along this month. So he made him sure to hop over there and give his comments. And yeah, wow, there's a lot of comments here. I mean, where are you, where are you reading those comments, P two? Um, well, we, we actually have a forum. Uh, it's over at www.cartridgebros.ca. Oh, well, I don't want to have to sign up and have like an extra login name and stuff like that. That's always a hassle for me. Oh, well, don't worry. I mean, uh, if you have a Facebook or Google account, you can sign in with it over there and you don't have to worry about signing up or anything and you're already there. Oh, so you mean I could just use my Google account that uh, I have for YouTube? Yeah, yeah. If you have a YouTube account, then you have a cartridgebros.ca forums account. Well, that's quite convenient. Isn't it? <laughs> sort of like that canned discussion. <laughs> that was the most natural delivery I ever heard. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we've been working on that. So I'm going to take a second to take a sip for my Tim Hortons. Uh, delivered always fresh from our local Tim Hortons. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, um, we're always you know looking for no- new club members. So feel free to hop on over and get in on the fun. And, uh, yeah, what are we going to be playing uh, next month there, P1? Next month on the Cartridge Club, up until this point, it's been games from older systems. And because uh, starting in July, the games will now be chosen by vote and they will no longer be chosen by the ultimate dictatorship of my brother and I, uh, (laughs) we decided uh, before we uh, pass over complete control that we wanted to play Dark Souls 2. Mm -hmm. So the game for May... It's going to be Dark Souls 2 on uh, your choice of console, but we'll be playing it on the PlayStation 3. Yeah, just out of curiosity, anybody here into the Souls series? Tried it, it was too hard. You set your metronome to 68 beats per minute. (laughs) And it'll still really be hard. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, no, I love Dark Souls, and if there's any modern game out there that kind of gives me that retro game feeling, it is Dark Souls. Um, 
it's a lot like Metroid in a way. Uh, you yeah. know, you power up, you level up, um, you get better, you you get better weapons and armor, and yeah, you can yeah, it. it's good times. So I love it. <laughs> I completely agree. How about you, Chris? Have you uh, had the chance uh, to play any of them? No, I never have, and I really don't want to. <laughs> you're you're a recent owner of a PS3, right? I am. Uh, yeah. you should, uh, it's possible. Um, I might be I might be getting a collector's edition of Demon Souls, which would mean I would no longer have need of my non-collector's edition. So, um, if I sent you a copy, would you play it? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> really, it is a time sink. It is a time uh, sink. It, yeah, I don't have much of that. Okay, yeah, it's a test uh. of patience for sure. Well, that's that's the thing I'm most afraid of. I mean, I don't I don't like. Just the time of a lot of games is hard enough, let alone games that just kill you a lot. <laughs> you know, it, what really what really clicked for me is when I when I played Demon Souls and uh you're in that first level, I can't remember what it's called. Um and you're struggling, you gotta fight all these guys, you're fighting the exact same guys and then you die and your stuff is your souls are left in there and you gotta start and you gotta fight them all again. You get your souls again, you get make a little further, <laughs> and then you die and you gotta go back and you get your souls again. You do this about three or four times, and then when you the fourth time when you get so far and you now just unlocked an elevator yes. that mm. lets you bypass all that guys, all those yeah. guys. That's where it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. I get it. I'm yeah, getting somewhere. Here. I'm progressing. Yeah. I know that feeling that you're talking yeah. about, Kevin, and it is amazing. And that's, that's I don't know, that's like the addictive chemical that that game releases in me. Yeah, you're right. Have you been playing Dark Souls 2? I've been waiting because I kind of knew this game was coming oh, up. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. This thing. Awesome. Cool. Saving it. See, not, well, everybody, not everybody plays them two months in advance, B2. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So take us away there, uh, P1. Give yeah. everybody a chance to... Well, I, uh, it's been tonight's been fantastic. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know where to find it and my brother and I. But uh, maybe if you're listening to it in the car of somebody else on their way to work and you're thinking, wow, those two sound fantastic. I'd like to get more. You can get us <laughs> at www.cartridgebros.ca, our YouTube, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Gmail. Everything is there. And most importantly... You can find links to every single past club member that's been on as a guest on the Cartridge Club uh, tab there. So if you want to check anybody out that's ever been with us, go there and you can have links to their Twitter or their um, YouTube, whatever channel they wanted. And I want to especially thank the three of you for being with us tonight. Um, Kevin, it's always a pleasure. J-Dubs and Chris, you two are both (laughs) definitely welcome back anytime. And uh, just before we go, I want each of you to let everybody know where they can find your channels and where they can look for you. So, Kevin, why don't you uh, start us off? Well, I did this with Vintage, and I'm going to do it again with Mr. NES Complex. I am going to dedicate all my time to you, sir. I have been a huge fan of you and your channel uh, for a very long time. You actually influenced me to – when I first got on YouTube, I was very like, I'm going to be, you know – uh, an angry video game nerd type of uh, YouTube guy. And when I watched your uh, Is It Still Worth Playing series and you just had like this such niceness about you. You were you were you were you you weren't picking on these games. You were saying, No, remember how good these games were and let's remember the good times and uh, 
yeah, that's when I decided that, you know, I started to do my Rescue from the Binge series and stuff like that and start focusing on the good things about video games. Uh, and it's been mentioned here a little bit, but nobody really said anything. If, if you want to know everything there is to know about Super Metroid, you got to <laughs> check out NES Complex's review of uh, Super Metroid. It's not really a review. It's, it's <laughs> like he says, it's a love letter, but definitely go and check out that video. It is probably... If it's not the best uh, video on YouTube, it is at least in the top five. Yeah, it's powerful. Like, I remember being speechless watching it, and, and that says a lot. <laughs> we stopped doing reviews wow. for like a month. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I can't, I can't top that. Yeah. It's wow. very good. I, yeah. I don't know what to say. Thank you for telling me that. I'm glad. I mean, I... It's always crazy when you start this YouTube thing. You're never thinking like that at all, you know. And and uh, I think one day ever you all will be saying the same sort of thing. People will come up to you. Maybe you've already heard it that they decided to to start YouTube because of watching something you've done. It is the trippiest thing in the world. But um, but I think that it, it's also really nice. And I hope that you guys get to come out to like Portland or that we get to meet up sometime because we really are. The YouTube community really is just a, a good family of friends. We, we identify with each other because uh, obviously we love retro games, but also just this experience of doing YouTube videos. There's so much to talk about, whether it's editing or trolls or um, just uh, <laughs> the true. interactions that you have. It's such a wonderful, weird thing to have met so many people from all over the place. And, and to hear things like what you just said, it makes... Uh, it makes the three videos I put out this year all worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were worth the wait. It was definitely worth the wait. I was anticipating sure that was. Super Metroid video, and it, it paid off. It was definitely worth uh, all the time it took you to make it. Well, I thank did, you. I think it's nice that uh, you stick to your, you know, your formula of I'm going to release as many videos as Nintendo does games. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's buried on Mars, everyone. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check out Buried on Mars' channel. It's it is amazing. Yeah. And Rescued from the Bin series is pretty pretty damn awesome. So it's gonna be coming back very soon. Excellent. Can't wait. Any spoilers? Can you get can you give us a hint? It, you know, I used to do that all the time and then something would happen to the footage or something like that. It would <laughs> fall into a black hole or something. So you know, I am on Mars, so yeah. uh, I don't do that anymore. I wait now until yeah. I actually have something substantial that I could put on to YouTube. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I hate when channels say they're going to review something and they don't. Yeah, like, you know, like <laughs> Zombie U or something stupid like that. So, Jay Dubious, let's get a chance for you to, uh, <laughs> to tell us about you and, and where our viewers can find you. Cool, yeah, my channel is uh, YouTube.com slash online. but if you just search for Dubious Gaming, it should come up. Or if you search for Ninja Turtle series, I think that's probably coming up nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, shout out to uh, Retro Rejects, too, real quick. I actually heard of all of this through Chris's podcast. So <laughs> You heard about their podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And we love Retro cool. Rejects. <laughs> yeah. And it comes full circle. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for what you said. And, and I have to say, like, I mean, I love, I love the Cartridge Club, and I think that you guys are funny, and, I, and you're the guests, you know. Um, I've heard uh, both uh, J-Dub and Buried on Mars here a lot. And your personalities that you, you show off here on this show is exactly what you see in your videos. And uh, I think 
I will also sort of, I mean, from this platform, I don't know if I'm preaching just to the choir, but um, I think that you guys, people need to check out their channels as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's neat to see where this YouTube family is going, and I think what you guys are doing, I see like the the four of you and a few others that have been on the Cartridge Club a lot, you have sort of a, another growing community um, uh, a circle of friends that's really strong, and I, I like what's happening, and I'm I just I'm thankful that you guys invited me on to be sort of part of that. Yeah, well, you, you are. You know what I mean. You're oh, welcome God. back anytime, and my brother and I agree. It's as the club gets bigger. Um, there are there are guests that have been on for more than one episode, and every guest we've had, we've been so so lucky. Every guest that we've had has been fantastic to talk to. They've been entertaining. They've known a lot about the game. But more importantly, they've been nice people. And yeah. as the well, club gets bigger, it's like it's like you said, that family keeps growing. And but, uh, there's a spot for you at the table anytime, my man. The thing that I really love about your show, and it's something that I kind of measure a lot of podcasts based on, is how often are people laughing on the show? <laughs> and there is a lot of laughter on the show. And it's, it's a testament to how funny you guys are, uh, all of you. Just the the off the wall comments. Um, uh, I just think that it's solid. People need to stick around and, and be part of this club. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we we love the club, and and it's and it always amazes us to see a you know a new member. We 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 turn our computers on, and you know somebody else has signed up on the club, and it's just yeah. you know we love it. One of the one of the tweets we got um, after the Metal Gear Solid podcast, which was last month, was from Lo, who was a former guest. And uh, I, when I read it, um, it, it, my heart just filled with with uh, joy. Uh, it said, "Every time I listen to a Cartridge Club podcast, I want to drop everything and play the game they discuss." Great MGS <laughs> cast guys, and like that's that's everybody that's in the club. Every every single member makes this what it is, and it's it's awesome. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's right. Yeah. Now the love fest is over. <laughs> So yeah, thanks everybody for being here. <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. And as everybody knows who's ever listened to this show, we don't script our endings. We leave it up to our guests to uh, come up with something clever. So luckily tonight we have three of the fastest thinkers in the biz. So <laughs> gentlemen, why don't you uh, take us home? I would like uh, the mother brain from Captain N to take us out. Oh, is that possible? <laughs> the show is over. <laughs> <laughs>